we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transcendent causes, and accordingly all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when that long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Mill Liberty. I'm your host, Caleb Franz. This is the Voice of Liberty for a new generation, and happy Independence Day. Happy Treason Day, you uh, bunch of ungrateful colonists. It is the 4th of July, uh, and this week on, or today, actually, I should say, because we are having another, our regularly scheduled programming um, tomorrow, today I did want to have a special Independence Day episode to talk with you uh, about something that I think is very important and about something that, that if you will, be a uh, sort of rallying cry uh, for you. A message about independence itself. A message about what does it mean to be a revolutionary? What does it mean to be independence. What does it mean to be a liberty lover, a liberty fighter? What did it mean to the founding fathers? Those are the kind of things that I want to discuss with you in this slightly shorter episode, um, but one that carries, I believe, just as much weight and just as much importance as any of the others that has come before it. So what does Independence Day actually mean? What is this holiday today that Americans take for granted, that we celebrate, that we, um, you know, go out and have our hot dogs and our hamburgers and we drink our beer and we, you know, we, we go outside and we play in the sun and we enjoy our day off. What does it, what did it actually mean in 1776? This was a day that changed the world forever more than perhaps any other event in history other than, I would say, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. This was probably the biggest event in human history. What did it mean? It meant that we are finally taking the power in our own hands. But we look back at it in history, 
especially in, in the public schools, especially the way that we sort of romanticize it. We look back at it and, and we think that, well, this was just inevitable. We said enough is enough. And while there may have been a little bit of a struggle, it ultimately was relatively easy, relatively inevitable. That was far from the case. And what makes it even more astonishing is how few people actually was a part of the cause. It's really amazing whenever you look back at it, you think it was the colonies versus Great Britain. That's not really what happened, though. The colonies, most people in the colonies didn't really want to get their hands dirty. Most people in the colonies, they didn't want to go out and fight a revolution. They wanted to tend to their farm and live a quiet, peaceful life, regardless of who was really in charge. Uh, at the end of the day, mu much like most Americans today, they didn't care about what was going on in some far distant land. Uh, that was where the crown set. Now today, the the metaphorical crown where it sits is in Washington, D.C., um, but for the colonists, that was in London. That was in Great Britain. Nobody cared. They just wanted to tend to their farm lives. They wanted to get married and have kids and reproduce and 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 continue their generation and then die. And then that's really it. But for a few dedicated, devoted individuals who knew that life is meaningless without liberty. If you are not free, you have nothing. If the crown or if the government can just come in, do whatever it wants, take whatever it wants, and then leave, you aren't really free. But the amount of people who actually stood up and did that, the amount of people who actually stood up and, and did something about it, is remarkably small. You would think that it would be the entire 13 colonies. Hardly. Hardly. Among the colonies, get this, among the colonies, there was between 3 to 8% of the population who actually engaged in the American Revolution in some way, shape, or form. Three to eight percent. That's in the colonies. Now, that sort of a population completely changed the entire outcome of what the, of the, what the future of the world would forever look like. The point here that I'm trying to make is that most people today think that political change, most people today think that liberty... Um, is accomplished through through holding the majority in Congress, through holding the majority in the state houses and the localities and what have you. That's not what it really is. How we win is not by convincing the entirety of of the American people to mobilize, to march down to Washington, to have every all 300 million people to, to march down into the, uh, the swamp area of Washington, D.C. and change the entire country for the better. We don't have to do that. The point here that I want to make is really broken up into four points, give or take. One is it takes a dedicated minority. It doesn't take the most people. 
You don't have to convince everyone that you're right. You don't have to convince everyone that you're sane. You don't have to convince everyone that your ideas are superior. You have to convince the people who will go out and do something about it. Two, it's about the ideological battles. Don't worry about the things that don't matter. And don't worry about what label they may be using. Whatever the reason that they join the cause... Whatever reason that they see fit it, to fight for liberty, that is how you win. The Founding Fathers is a perfect, perfect example of this. A lot of Founding Fathers were statists, plain and simple. A lot of them were statists. A lot of them were liberty-loving patriots. But at the end of the day, they all had their grievances against Great Britain. There's a lot of things that we can do today that I entirely disagree with socialists and communists and people on the alt-right about virtually everything. But I can agree with the socialists that marijuana needs to be legalized. And if that's the only thing that we can agree on, that's what we will work toward because that is how you get liberty to win. The third... And this is probably the most important one because this is the one that you will have to be reminded on the most, is to persist. And the fourth is to never, ever, ever lose focus about the things that actually matter. I want to read a quote to you from one of those uh, statist founding fathers that I... <laughs> one of the individuals that I call a status founding father, though he wasn't in the beginning, he just quickly became one whenever he, um, whenever he saw himself in a position of power. A rather tragic tale, um, but that's for another time. This is a quote from John Adams that you, I want you to really think about and really ponder on. The revolution was effected before the war commenced. The revolution was in the minds and hearts of the people, a change in their religious sentiments of their duties and obligations. This radical change in principles, opinions, sentiments, and effects of the people was the real American revolution. That is exactly what we need to keep in mind as a liberty community, as libertarians, as those who just want to be free regardless of ideology, sex, orientation, gender, nationality, religion, anything. We just want to be free. That is what is important. We are not winning battles by starting at Congress. Neither did the Founding Fathers. You know what they did? They did not win their battles by lobbying Great Britain. In fact, that is how they they uh, got to the breaking point was because they kept losing these battles after battles after battles these these uh, battles of repre representation that is where they kept losing where they won was by convincing the individuals who were tired of it convincing the people who just wanted to be free to go out and do something about it to go out and take liberty from the cold hands of the king to go out and take it for themselves that is what liberty is truly about another one of my the i i consider the better adams 
<laughs> the better Adams in the revolution, the father of the American Revolution, Samuel Adams, uh, my my <laughs> the person who inspired my favorite beer, and uh, one of honestly probably aside from Thomas Jefferson and um, George Washington, easily within the top three of my favorite founding fathers. Samuel Adams said, "It does not take a majority to prevail, but an rather an irate." tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of man that ladies and gentlemen is what you and i are that ladies and gentlemen is the message of the american revolution that is what made us the supreme powerhouse of liberty a beacon of hope, a bastion of freedom. That is what we are about. That is what founded us. That quote is what America was founded on. It, it didn't require the 100% of people to do it in the colonies. The 3 to 8% of dedicated patriots who knew that they were right because they were on God's side. They were on the righteous side. And whatever came after it, in that moment, they were on the right side of history. So they, in all of their power of the minority, their ideological minority, became the vocal minority, became the empowered minority, and took their rights from the king, took it for themselves because it is endowed within them. Something else to keep in mind is that don't give your enemies reason to attack you, but if they do, brush it off. Don't worry about it. This is very relevant in the liberty community currently. Um, I think that we have a problem in the liberty community where we have a, an issue with properly communicating. Not just, not just we know what we're trying to communicate, but how to communicate it is very difficult for us uh, a lot of times. Or we stick our foot in our mouths. Don't give them reason to attack you. However, if attack they do, then do not be afraid of it. Brush it off and keep going. Because if you are right, you are right. No matter what it looks like, no matter how crazy it might seem, no matter no matter who you're you're standing by, because sometimes you'll stand by some really, really just weird characters. But it doesn't matter. Because you are on the side of what is right. And as long as you are on the side of what is right, then that is what you must stay on. And a lot of times it'll suck. A lot of times you're the only one standing. A lot of times, it won't even matter who's standing beside you because no one will. In those moments, you just have to remember to persist. Whenever the Founding Fathers, uh, whenever they were signing the Declaration of Independence, George Washington and his men, they were getting their asses handed to them in New York on the actual battlefield by Great Britain. He lost many, many times and faced loss after loss after loss. But what happened was that when the Declaration of Independence was signed, that gave his men just enough of a push to get through until uh, the crossing of the Delaware. 
Now, they were starting to get their hopes down again. But on that night, Washington knew that they needed a victory. And he brought them one. That was just enough to save the American Revolution. Because if they had lost that night, then most people would have let their contracts expire at the end of the year with with the uh, United States Army and packed up and gone home because that's all they really wanted. They didn't want to be in this fight. They, They wanted somebody else to do it. Because especially if all they're doing is losing, then what is the point? But Washington showed them what the point was. They showed them that it was about human freedom. That's what you have to remember whenever it gets really tough whenever you're the only person who is standing because sooner or later your Delaware crossing is going to happen whether it be in a personal life or a personal journey or whether it be um, the liberty movement as a whole sooner or later the Delaware crossing happens and you bask in your victory and it's enough to get people to notice the people don't worry about the people who laugh at you don't worry about the people who think you're crazy because those are the kind of people who will be wanting to join your side when you are the victor and the last thing that i want to i want you to keep in mind and this is really the biggest test after the american revolution is don't lose focus on what you set your sights on it was so easy whenever everyone was against was against Great Britain. It's easy to get people to your cause. But whenever you start to take power, when, whenever uh, one of your friends starts to take power, as is the case between Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, it becomes incredibly difficult because power is tempting, or you just want to you you want to give your friend a pass, or whatever the reason is, you do not know what kind of it's easy to be against power but whenever you're 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 put in power that's whenever it becomes difficult if you're faced with something that may be tempting may be uh, alluring but it requires you to sell out something that you were fighting for at the end of the day it's not worth it at the end of the day that is everything that you fought against and that is what you have to remember that nothing is worth selling out on those principles that you know to be true. Now that's a test that even a lot of the founding fathers couldn't pass. It's tough. It's tempting. We're humans. We make mistakes. But it's a a task that as a movement, we must pass. We must pass that task as a liberty movement because if we can't prove to everyone else that we are the consistent ones then nobody else is going to believe it if you can't prove to yourself that you're the consistent one then nobody else will take you seriously it starts internally and then it spreads outwardly into your circle of friends and it spreads outwardly even further to your community and then it will get up to the state houses then it will get up to congress that is how liberty works. It spreads like a wildfire. George Washington said it's a, tr- it's a tree, it's a plant of rapid growth. That is exactly right. If you plant it correctly, 
You can't just throw it outside and expect it to grow. You have to care for it, and you have to you have to you have to grow it the way that it is naturally supposed to grow from the ground up. That is what I want you to keep in mind as you are drinking your beer and eating your hot dogs and chowing down on your hamburgers and grilling out with your friends and family on this fantastic Independence Day. Liberty is tough to keep. Ben Franklin warned us that we have a republic if we can only keep it. It's really tough to keep it because it requires us to be good enough people to where we aren't alert to power the way that all of humanity has. But as long as we can do that, as long as we are the men and women of righteous, then we will win in the end. We will be the persistent, tireless minority, the irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. That is our episode on this fine, fine Independence Day. I hope you enjoy your day. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, regularly scheduled episode of Mill Liberty. Um, I hope you enjoy yourself and get out and watch your fireworks because there's no better way to celebrate the birth and independence of the United States of America than blowing shit up. So go out, have some fireworks, have some hot dogs, and uh, remember what liberty is truly about. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to uh, today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode or an update. Follow Liberty on Twitter, at Caleb Franz. Follow the show on Twitter, at Liberty. And until tomorrow, we'll see you.